So what kind of a wacky show you got for us today, Doug? Well, this is Vomiting Rainbows, episode number 56. Obviously a darker news podcast where I tell you, Blag or Paul, owner of two eyes, one nose, some stories that you know nothing about, chew them up and spit them out in a beautiful rainbow. Today, we're going to cover a story, uh, one story about a carjacker who had a little bit of, of mystery to him and some things to hide. And then we're going to the, cover the story of Lori Vallow, who is just such, like, even her, her son has no idea what's going on. So <laughs> let's, let's jump straight in with Justin Silvernail. Um, he's a car, a carjacker who on Easter Sunday went to a Chevron gas station around 5 a.m. in South San Francisco and started trying to steal someone's car uh, when an off-duty police officer just happened to notice him trying to jack this car and went over. Um, I have uh, There's video online that you can see of this, and the, the police officer just goes over pulls the carjacker away the carjacker stabs him um the that uh person gets away and calls the police and he tases the carjacker um and puts him down on the ground uh police respond almost immediately because there's a man down or stabbed as well um and so they start arriving now, wait a minute i'm sorry did the cop got stabbed yeah, the cop got by the stabbed. Carjacker, but by the, then the person who was having their car jacked actually subdued the carjacker. No, no. He so he somehow tased him, I think. Tased him. Yeah, I think he was able to tase him after getting stabbed. Oh, the cop tased him. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I get you. And so he's down on the ground and more cops arrive. And so they start taking care of the down police officer. Which, amazingly, the guy, you see the guy get up who's tased, and and he sees the, like, a police cruiser that pulled up for the car, for the cop, he he jumps in it and steals it. <laughs> so, so this guy, like, takes off in the police cruiser. He goes to from South San Francisco to Daly City to, like, a Kaiser. Um, and so he's because that's about as far as you're gonna get. I mean, when you steal the cop car, it's like I, I get it, man. I mean, you're you're panicked, you're in fight or flight mode, you're just right. doing whatever. But I'm always kind of fascinated by that. Like, you stole the cop car, no one will ever find you in that one. No, <laughs> no, it's, it, it's not like they have like GPS galore on that car, right? And like symbols on top so they can see it from the air. <laughs> It's it's definitely not one of those that Yeah, that, I mean you steal that cop car and I don't know what your next plan is, but it's probably gonna have something to do with jail. Right. Yeah. But anyway, so uh uh Yeah, and, and remember the last time that we talked, we talked about the guy who was the fake police officer who was driving around in the uh Mountie cruiser. Right. That he had made himself. <laughs> so that's another car that's really hard to get away with. <laughs> so anyway, he, um, so our buddy Justin, um, then he gets in, pulls out the knife again at Kaiser. 
confronts the police officers and their only option they said was to shoot and kill him. Obviously they tried to taser him before that did not work. So, and he, you know, police officer. So he's, (laughs) your odds are not good if you're confronting a police officer after, after a long high speed chase and stabbing another police officer. I don't think you're going to walk away from this. And why would he go to Kaiser? Was he trying to get medical help there? Uh, yeah, I don't know if he got shot or not. I don't think so. Um, I think he was trying to go to Kaiser as a place to maybe run and hide. I, I have no idea. This, this guy wasn't making good decisions. Um, so Justin, then after he was, after they killed him, they were investigating his, the scene and they found a, uh, a ID for a guy named Perez and Perez uh, when they searched his name in uh, in the records, they found that there was an open case for Perez missing. So and the guy held on to his ID. I guess the guy oh, held on to his ID. But genius. Even okay. weirder is that Perez. They went to Perez's house because he had been missing since. So this happened on Easter. So Easter Sunday. So. Perez had been missing since April 10th, so two days before. Um, When they got to Perez's apartment, um, they were searching his apartment, and they found his head cut off in the fridge in the sunset. Um, Damn, we're into some Dahmer shit now. Holy cow. Well, you know, it's Easter Sunday then, so. (laughs) Right. um, So they found all of his his head and the the rest of his body in the house so they didn't say if it was in the fridge but it was stored in the same location so this guy justin had somehow either been in this guy's house or somehow knew this guy perez um and just killed him and then i guess thought he would cover up the crime by putting him in the fridge and then decided he was going to make his great escape to South San Francisco, get a car, and then keep going to Kaiser? I don't know. I guess his, he, he didn't get very far before his plan was foiled. So You know, they, Doug, let me, <coughs> let me jump in here. I don't know. I mean, are you, uh, feel are you free. asking me my – I mean, it's – you know, okay. And we've discussed this before. You know, I think you and I both have a fairly liberal progressive bent, right? Right. The the problem is that distrust of the police among liberals and progressives is far too high and, and, and misplaced. Right. And there's this idea that basically, you know, Cops are, you know, 100% Klansmen, and all they do is go out and look for ways to kill black people all day. You know, that's right. their that's their plan, um, or just to kill minority group members, or to kill Latinos, or to kill gay people, or or whomever. Sure. And, and what we sometimes forget about about uh, about the police is that yeah, it always sucks being caught by the cops, man. I mean, I was a teenage drug dealer. I got caught. It, it sucks. You know? It's not good. It sucks. 
it sucks when you get arrested uh, speeding. You know, there's all kinds of reasons why you don't want to see the police. But the fact is, let's just face it. We're too chicken shit as a society to just, you know, take our weapons in our hands and fight each other every time we feel wrong. Right. right. We need this group. We need these policemen. We know right. that we need them. And yet <clears throat> there's this very uncomfortable liberal thing now of like always assuming that when someone uses force, that it was always wrong or that they were always jumping to it or that it was never justified or that every time, you know, and it's like, no, dude, most of the time it's justified. Cops deal with the worst people in the world. This guy you're describing, I mean, think of what's going on in his head. He's yeah. not even smart as a criminal. He, he murders somebody, so already he's nuts, and he cuts his head off, and he throws it in his yeah. But then he takes his ID and keeps it in his pocket, like, oh, this might come in handy, you know, if I yeah. need to, to buy weed at a dispensary. Absurd, yeah. You know, so the, and, and then it's like, and then, you know, he's just running around. It's like, well, you know, I'm here, I'm robbing a, 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 a gas station. I'm here, I'm stabbing a cop. I'm here, I'm killing a guy, you know. It's like, I just wish people would wake up and realize, like, the cops are really the last, you know, unionized blue collar group that's out there dealing with all the people that you don't want to fucking deal with. And yes, some of them are racist and yes, some of them suck, but most of them aren't. And in most cases, it's justified that they had to fucking clip somebody. I'm sorry. That's just the reality of it. And people come up with all these great stories. I mean, look, the country's got 360 million people in it at the moment. Of course, you're going to be able to find a case a week or more of some cop just doing something completely wrong. And maybe right. there'll even be video of it. But, but people have extrapolated from that that it's just, you know, cops, it's just open season. They just wake up every day thinking, how can I kill a minority and, and break the law and fuck somebody over? And it's like, come on, man. You know, just, well, just to be clear, just, Justin was white, so... <laughs> That's what I'm saying, though. Yeah. It's like people like this guy, th this cop had to deal with this asshole, Justin. And it wasn't because he was black or because he was gay or whatever. No, right? it's because he was carjacking someone. Right, exactly. And I mean, he was like, off duty. So right. he did. Yeah. He jumped in, got stabbed off duty, trying to protect two people who were getting carjacked. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's really impressive. I mean, I think cops. I think cops get a really bad fucking deal. I'm never happy to see them, and I certainly don't want to be one. And you know, I understand the the visceral hatred for them. But you know what? I hate fucking carjacking homicidal maniacs a little yes. bit more than I hate cops. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So, I don't know. I just I had to interject that in there because I think it bears saying once in a while that well, you know the cops are not always your enemy. It's the that, first person you're going to call when something happens, you know? Absolutely. So. And, and speaking of people looked for by the cops, we'll just jump straight into our second story because this one's going to be a little bit, well, a little bit. This is our main story, and it's a lot more involved. It's so involved that we really don't have a third story because this <laughs> one's so crazy. Uh, so we're going to talk about Lori Vallow. I better um, start smoking for this, Doug. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know who Lori Vallow is? I do not. Okay, so Lori Vallow, I don't know if you heard about this woman in Arizona who they were looking for her two kids and she wasn't like telling anything about them. Oh, yes. So this is Lori. So this saga is still going on. 
Now, this um, is where it's a couple, and yep. they have two kids, and the kids are can't be found, but the parents are sort of vacationing somewhere exactly. and acting right what what's the story exactly okay so it's been a year-long saga full of like mystery um but almost everyone in Lori's life and and then obviously she uh the uh, everyone else in her life surrounding her their lives ends up dead like it's or either either they're dead or they're uh, somebody attempts to murder them it is crazy what, like um, her ex-husbands and stuff? Oh, all of them. So so one of the biggest mystery, obviously, is where her two children are. So that's how this whole started. This whole thing started is um, one of the grandparents of JJ, which is basically like an adopted child. It's a family. Uh, he's autistic. And so um, her husband, Charles, Charles's sister, couldn't take care of the child anymore um so Charles charles was kind of an upstanding member of the community and so Lori was thought to be as well and um so they were able to take care of charles and provide him with more care than the mother could have because he's very special needs um and to all accounts even from she, she has two other children so she has a 17 year old and i don't know how old I think a little bit older son um, and his name is uh, hold on just a second. I think his name is Colby and uh, Colby and uh, her other child, I think is Taylee are um, her kids from a previous marriage and that husband is dead. <laughs> so, and do they suspect that she killed him? Or I guess now they do. I they there's all kinds of questions about all of this. So um, her husband Charles, um, so they he was the one that she was moving on from. So she was unhappy with Charles, uh, and Charles had been had found out that there were emails going back um, between her and this other guy Chad that she knew nothing about. And Chad is an author. So his name is Chad Daybell. Um, and so JJ um, was the autistic child. Let me um, just point out before you go any further. Sure. You, you can never trust a guy named Chad. Chaz yeah. is bad enough. Chaz, you got to watch out. But Chad, I don't think that works. Anyway, continue. So Charles had gotten, Charles, her her husband, had gotten these weird emails from Chad Daybell. And it's not really clear how he got those messages, whether Lori kind of sent them or, but somehow Chad was responding to emails that he thought were from Charles, which is also really weird. I didn't understand that part at all. But whatever these emails were, they made Charles really uncomfortable. And so Charles was wanted to see what was going on. So Charles he, is the good guy. Husband. Yeah. Not, nothing to bad. Raise the kids, but she's now sick of him. Nothing bad going on with Charles, but Charles was already kind of estranged from Lori. 
And so Charles wanted to find out what was going on. They hadn't gotten a divorce yet. They're all very devout religious people. Um, Mormons, aren't they? Yeah, I think they're all Mormons. Yeah, got to get that in there. Yeah, so they're all Mormons. And so Chad went to Alex, which is Lori's brother. And he wanted to confront him to see what was going on with this guy, Chad, and um, what these were about. And Lori just happened to be at Alex's house. So Alex apparently um, was hit in the head with a bat by Charles because of an altercation. And he apparently got up after being hit in the head with a bat, went and got a gun, and shot Charles to death. <laughs> so now two of so her, her new boyfriend been... shot her. No, first her, her brother. Her brother. Yeah. So her brother. Her brother sh- shot the old, uh, uh, the, the good husband guy. Right. Okay. And so you're going to have to keep me in line on this because it is really complicated. Really complicated. Okay. So apparently uh, after that, he said that um, he, Alex shot Charles in self-defense. And while that investigation is going on, um, Alex, Lori, and Lori's niece, uh, Milani, all they all moved to Idaho from uh, Arizona to where... So, Chad, so this took place in Arizona originally? Right. That's where okay. the shooting took place. They moved to... Because I was going to guess Florida. Right. But. Yeah, I almost put a Florida story in here. Just <laughs> there's so many. Um, but uh, so what he ends up doing, is they all end up moving to Idaho, where Chad Daybell lives, and they actually move into Chad's complex. So all three of them get different places in Chad's complex, where he is living with his wife, Tammy. <laughs> He has a wife, but he's dating this woman. That is unclear at this point, we but we can, okay. we can only assume that that's going right. on. Because it's always for pussy, let's face it. Though. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely, there's definitely something going on. So yeah. um, Milani also, uh, when, when she left Phoenix, her husband was mysteriously almost killed right when she left. So Milani, her niece, is also married. And, and at this point, this right then during this time, they want to know the, the whereabouts of the kids. And that's when they leave to go to uh, Idaho. Okay. So very odd, but no, I mean, it's just the grandmother thinking about it at this point, no one else. So it's not a lot of people are looking for the children. And it's not major news. But the grandmother knows that there's something up by this point. Yeah, she hasn't heard from JJ, the autistic child, in quite some time, and she's very concerned. Um, so the husband of Milani says that he recognizes the Jeep that shot where those shots came from, and it's Tylee's Jeep. So Tylee, the daughter's Jeep. But we don't know if Ty. Tylee is also considered missing at this time as well. What? Um, okay. Yeah, these are the the two ch- children are who the grandmother wants to hear from. She wants to hear from Tylee and JJ to make sure everything's okay. Okay. 
Um, at this point, um, Milani's husband says there's a lot of weird stuff going on. And he basically says that Tylee's been been gone for quite some time. That Milani, they've done something to Tylee. So Milani's attorneys say that that's not true at all. That he's just making that up because she left. Okay. So they go, um, they go move to Idaho and then. Now I'm sorry, the new couple moves to Idaho and are they maintaining, Hey, we don't know anything about these kids being missing. I mean, that was, that was somebody else's problem or whatever. They're not even, they're not even really a couple yet. They're just, it's just kind of the family has gone to live near Chad Daybell. Okay. This, this, this guy. And then all of a sudden, really weirdly, uh, Chad's wife dies. So when they move up there, uh, then his wife dies. And then Chad and Lori got got married 11 days later in Hawaii. (laughs) This is all all while her kids are missing. It's like, who are these fucking geniuses? Like, even if you're doing this and you're that evil and you've killed these people and you've done these things, wouldn't you know that getting married just a few days later was going to look bad? I mean, couldn't you at least? I, I just wonder about that. I mean, I guess I guess that's how they solve a lot of crimes, and just people being so brazenly like that combination of just evil and stupid. You know, yeah, they must have just like, thought they were absolute geniuses at this point. <laughs> Nobody um, will figure this one out. Not at all. So while. Now wow. it's starting to get a lot of national attention because she's moved twice whenever there's a check and people keep dying everywhere she's going. So that's very suspicious. Wow. Um, and uh, so the police, while they're in, uh, in Hawaii, the police are getting all this misleading information from Lori and Chad um, and flat out lie. The family says they're flat out lies that, um, about the whereabouts of the children. So the police raid How Lori. How old are the kids that are? Uh, that are uh, I think like 17 and seven or something. So JJ's really young. He's like five or seven. So the other girl's like a teenager, but she's old enough to have a car. And, right, okay. exactly. I get um, but still a minor. Um, so the police raid Lori, Chad, Alex, and Milani's houses taking documents and computers. So this is about, now we're talking about four months since the grandmother reported concerns over the not being able to hear from JJ and, and uh, um, Talia. Is that her name? Tally? Whatever. Um, so Tally, right. Well, that's um, what you said. I, I haven't seen it. I'm right. kept willfully ignorant of these stories. Willfully ignorant. Well, it's probably better that way. We'll probably get messages on all the pronunciations are terrible, I'm sure. Right. But um, so during this whole investigation uh, that's going on, um, all of a sudden, Lori's brother, Alex, gets an, a, a weird illness and dies. Wow. So, now, now, do you suppose she's poisoning them? Or what oh, without a mean? doubt. Dude, probably what happens is Alex is getting under this pressure and he's like, hey, I covered for you in this murder of your husband because 
I doubt this guy pulled out a gun and shot her brother because right. he's trying to find out where the kids are. Right. You know, I, that, yeah. that's bananas. So, um, a month later, so he's, he's dead. And a month later, um, while they, they, uh, Chad and Lori are in Hawaii and they get a long-term, uh, residence in Hawaii. And the police say, you know what you need to do now? You have five days. You have five days to tell us these, where these kids are or to produce them to the police. They have to see them and check their, their wellness. She does not do that. So she gets arrested on multiple accounts of, of various crimes, obstructing justice, two felony accounts, uh, felony um, child endangerment counts. Um, and now she's, she's brought back and extradited to Idaho. And she's on a $5 million bail. Because now they're starting to put all the pieces together that maybe her family members and her previous husbands didn't really die of accidents and natural causes. Wow. <laughs> and maybe, although this guy... Uh, Chad is still free and they say his wife died of natural causes and they're saying that Alex died of natural causes, but they're, they're investigating. I think they are um, the ones that they can get access to. Like, I think, um, I think Charles was, um, uh, they can't get, I, I think he was actually cremated, but the other ones were actually buried so they can exhume the bodies and do autopsies. Um, but they found a whole bunch of documents from raiding their houses. And one of the things that they found is that she had, she had been doing a very public podcast, which, you know, not as good as vomiting rainbows, but like a, a, a podcast was and it called I Killed My Kids? No, it's called Preparing a People. And so she was preparing people for the second coming of Jesus. Ah, of course. And she Jesus thought, has to be tied in here somewhere. And she thought she was a god. So she she thought she was a god. And I'm okay, sure I was that, not expecting this. Wait a minute. Yeah. So this so so she's gone from just being this loathsome person. Yeah. doing these weird things to now there's like a concept behind it. That's like truly cuckoo. And it's that she believes she's a deity of some kind. Oh, without, without a doubt. She also thought she was a transient being, which is a person who thinks they're not going to die. So they're transient of life. So they just keep going. So she, all, and people, people who knew her well said that she was obsessed with death, like life after death. And, and things like that. She also had called her two her two children zombies. And at this point, it gets like I I heard some other people on another podcast talking about this, which was pretty interesting. They they had an idea of her talking about her kids as zombies, not because they were dead, but because she thought she'd put them in like a place of like stasis or something. Yeah, what nature. if she was. Experimenting with them or something. Yeah. Oh, it's wow. It's, it's so crazy. This gets heavier and heavier. Now, what about this writer guy who got tied up with her? Okay, I mean, so let's. So what's in it for him? I mean, he's just walking into being an accessory 
to these crimes that she's already committed, right? Or oh, did they do something together too? I I feel like this guy is kind of a like a smuck. Like he, she wrote him because she read his his loon. He's he he had published twenty seven books on like doomsday and prepping for doomsday. Kind of some that were little survivalist books, but right. um, they were all self published. And I think he was, she latched onto something that he had written in one of his books. And she was like, oh, he understands me. But I think she really drove all of this. So wow. I, think, I think she read something into the books that thought, I need to start my life over. And I want to start it over with this guy, Chad. And I've got these two children. What if I didn't have these two children? And then I started my life with them. And Colby is a little bit older. And so Colby's like out of the picture already. So he's not a burden. So like, he's saying, what what happened to my younger siblings, though? He is, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And I saw an interview from him, and he had been texting them all during this time. So he'd been texting with his, his sister the entire time, and she was texting back. But she refused to FaceTime with him because she said, you know, I've just moved. I'm really busy. Sorry, I missed your FaceTime. I'm meeting new friends. And he's like, I get that. Like, I'm not sure. So you think it wasn't her, though? She's dead and it's just the mother answering her text. That's what I think. And that's why I'm I'm 99% sure that's what it was. And and you think she killed the kids just because she found them inconvenient? I mean, because with a seventeen year old, you think she might just throw her out? Yeah, but no, but either no. that or the seventeen year old. the 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 brother mentioned this, which I thought was pretty poignant. He said the seventeen year old was very protective of JJ. So, oh, okay, right. So she, she was couldn't getting just she couldn't just nix JJ. And not have concerns from the from the daughter, right? I so, get you. Um, and also, I she wouldn't have had problems with JJ or the daughter if she had just let Charles take them. Charles wanted the children; he thought they were unsafe with her. So Obviously, yeah, why what what why wouldn't she just allow them to be taken away? Maybe some sort of power complex, like you're not taking my kids. But uh, I'm gonna kill them. I right, right. Just, again, she's a nutbag. None of this makes sense at all. There were right. easy, easier solutions than having everyone die around. <laughs> her. Um, and so there is a remarkable economy to that, though, isn't it? It's like that. That, that that's her. That's her go-to idea. Yeah, it isn't even like, oh, I'll just run away. I'm sick of these kids or whatever. It's yeah, maybe I'll kill them. She, well, yeah, you know, I always that's what I always wonder about like the, the extra level of complication that people put in when they do these things. It's like I can, I can see people taking the path of least resistance and just sort of flopping out of the scene and leaving their kids to be to, to the mercy of fate. Like, it's right. like that would be a horrible thing to do, but at least I could see it. Right. But, 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 but when they make that turn into like, okay, I, you know, I'm going to, I'm plotting this all out. I'm going to kill this seven year old autistic kid. I mean, it, it just is so warped. Like you, you, you just wonder why people go quite that 
far. Well, I mean, it, it. I guess all it is always is just a sort of us or them thing. Once you get to that feeling that the whole world is so against you, it. I guess to, to these people, it just feels like you're, you're just striking out at everything that's oppressing you. You know, and nothing. They don't really differentiate anymore. It's like this person can die, well, that person can die, this and that can happen. But I, I think one of the big things was probably life insurance. So I'm guessing Charles had life insurance that hadn't had her revoked because I think somewhere in the, I, I read that she had a half million dollars that she'd accrued in life insurance. So I think she wow. was funding all of her expenditures of like going places by murdering people or husbands. So I think that was wow. the route that she was going. Um, and then in some of the, in the documents that she wrote between her and Chad that were unsealed that, that, um, her husband had seen that were so disturbing. Some of those things had, um, him. So she, Lori had written Chad and said, this is my family. And Chad had this ranking system, which was like Latter-day Saints were like, too light or too dark or three light or three dark. And so he had this light dark ranking system and he was listed, her husband, Charles was listed as something dark. And then when he passed away, he was listed as dark seal away and stuff like that. So really wait, wait, as dark, what sealed away. So she actually put, Listed him as sealed away. Jesus Christ. I know. So it was. Oh, God. It just gets deeper and deeper, doesn't it? Yeah. And they interviewed, they interviewed um, another author who published with, with Chad. And she explained how Chad had had two like near death experiences. And that's why he was enlightened and could see people's light and dark and read them which sounds like she's one to watch too, because that's kooky. Um, But Chad is still out there. Um, Lori's in, Lori is in jail right now in Idaho. Um, She's on a $5 million bond or five. She, she has a $5 million bail. So she's still, she's trying to get that reduced so she can get out. But they see her as a massive flight risk because every time, obviously they went to check on the kids. She went to another place. So um, Chad moved back to moved back to um, Utah and lived in his mom's basement because he's a winner. Um, his mom, I guess, gave him some money so he could buy a trailer. So he lives on a little plot of land with some with a with a trailer, um, and is in Utah. And he was approached by ABC. And he said, the kids are okay, but you have to speak to his attorney because of the trial that's going on. Wait, so now he's admitting that he knows where they are and he says that they're okay. And now no one's seen them for all this time. And yeah, the mother like is seven, still saying she doesn't know? For seven months, no one's heard. And even the brother's like, I don't know where they are. I hope they're okay. But even towards the end, there's an hour long interview from Fox on with uh the son uh colby and colby is like just almost stops talking about the kids altogether like i know they're dead like 
he's right. not he's not putting up a front anymore. Yeah. He's like, I hope they're okay, but I haven't heard from them in seven months, and this is not okay. Yeah. So he he's. So now this guy says out of the blue, they're okay. Now, yeah. the only reason he'd say that, if he really is ignorant and just a patsy, is if the wife told him that they're okay. Yeah, he probably said, hey, there was someone else to protect them, right, blah, blah, blah. Right. Yeah. They're fine. Don't worry about it. That's why I think he's a patsy, because I don't think yeah. he really... Who could and, possibly conceive? Oh, Jesus and, Christ. And if he had these two near death experiences, then he probably thinks, Oh, this person's had an unfortunate string of luck. Like I have, like maybe his wife did die or maybe she, maybe Lori poisoned Tammy somehow. You know what I mean? When she moved up there. And so he thinks it's unfortunate and has no idea that she was really murdered. <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah. Wow. Now. Okay. As long as it's vomiting rainbows, let's just right. push the envelope here, right? What's the big story of the week? It's this whole thing with Biden and these allegations that 30 right. years ago he molested. So, I mean, doesn't this get to the heart of this idea of, you know, are women always telling the truth? Well, I mean, of course not. All, all, women are human. Humans yeah. don't always tell the truth. And this idea now that, you know, I mean, there, there are credible voices, incredible papers saying, oh, well, Biden has to step aside now, even though yeah. he denies it categorically and it doesn't seem like a very strong story. And there really isn't any corroboration at all. The kind of corroboration they bring up is stuff like, you know, her mother might have called in to, Lori, to Larry King saying that there were some issues, you know, right. I mean, which, which isn't even just because she told someone doesn't mean that it's true. That's not corroborating either. Right. It's just more corroborating than if she hadn't told anybody. But, but the fact is, yeah, I mean, it's just, this is a very weak story and yet there's credible voices saying, Oh, he has to step aside. He has to go. We've tied ourselves up in knots with this clearly bogus idea that every time there's an accusation against a man, it must ipso facto be true and the well, reason is because in the past men were very dismissive of women's claims of rape and harassment and so you know and that and certainly that's not good that's a well, bad thing and that, and that should change but it's well, like this what, idea that everyone's telling the truth is this woman telling the truth well that's that's what Col that's what colby is saying so when they interview him on fox they're like do you believe your mom and do you believe what uh what is going on with Chad and do you believe they're telling the truth that the kids are okay? And he goes, I hope so. But there are a lot of things that I found out. Like he knew nothing. He didn't even know until he heard on the news that she had married Chad. So he had kept that, she had kept that all from him. And he's like, well, she's a grown woman. Like, you know, he, he was very much dismissive of how this was going because it's his mom. But right. at the same point, he said, you know, there are a lot of things that I didn't know going on about my mom. Um, and Charles had filed for divorce. And when Charles had filed for divorce, one of the things that he said was um, that she thought she was a God um, and had mentioned that if he stood in her way, she would kill him. So that was in ah. the divorce <laughs> papers. And he knew none of that, like, 
Colby knew none of this. He wow. He said that he thought that his mom tested the waters with her. With and is him. Colby is Colby's dad the guy who was killed? Uh no. So okay. Colby's that's his that's guy. his stepfather. There was two more fathers before that. So um Colby's father was the father just before um Charles or the the husband just before Charles. So and that was the one that died of a heart attack. <laughs> so wow. I know. So that's Yeah, I mean I think there's a lot of people who need drama in their life and and will stop at nothing to achieve what they want to achieve. I mean it just sounds like this person is clearly you know, and, and, and that's the thing. You, know, you have to approve of all this stuff, but it's like where there's smoke, there's fire, man. People don't just continually die around you. You know what yeah. I mean? I mean, it's, I mean, it's, it's absolutely absurd. So those, those are our stories. We're going to, I'm definitely going to keep on following Lori's trial. Wow. And I'm sure a lot this is more, amazing. I think a lot more information is going to come out. I had heard trial. a little about this, but I had no idea all these different, Ins and outs. I have to go. I have to go look this one up. Yeah, I mean it. It is absurd, but uh, definitely, if you get a chance and you want to dive deeper into this, watch the. There's an interview with um, with Lori's um, niece, uh, and that's on Dateline. And then Colby's is on Colby's interview is on Fox, and both of those I think are like hour long interviews. So you and Dateline's it. got that great dramatic voice where the oh, guy's course. like, and you know, soon yeah. she returned to the trailer. Exactly. But she was in for quite a surprise. And I think you'll get a lot more uh, a lot more detail from Not some of cool. these other investigative reports. But I, I feel like there's gonna be a lot of coverage of her trial when it when it actually moves forward. She's in right. the jail aspect of it now so i'm guessing it's probably six months knowing with covid and everything that's going on it's probably substantially out but we'll see wow well i appreciate you bringing this one into the forefront of my brain excellent and uh thanks to everyone for listening and hopefully watching i'll i'll put this up uh on youtube on our vomiting rainbows channel and you can find us uh online at uh, contact at vomitingrainbows.com or you can find us on all social media at We Vomit Rainbows. You can listen to us and please, please, please rate uh, and review us on all those because that will really help us grow. Um, and I really appreciate it. Is there anything else that you want to plug, Black, before we... You know, man, I always plug the Dwarves, Rock yep. Legend, thedwarves.com. You got to get on there, get all my songs, my merch, and my, my garbage my Excellent. number one punk rock band. Excellent. And check out the videos online. They're great. Oh, man. Yeah, lots of sickness in there. For <laughs> sick time. Excellent. All right. Thank you.